0: Uh, Happy birthday, countries in the Western Hemisphere.
1: Yes, indeed. It's been Canada birthday and U.S. of A birthday.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know when Mexico birthday is. I don't either. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, to celebrate birthdays, we're going to be talking about birthday games.
1: Well, not exactly, but games that you bring to play with people at gatherings.
0: No, see, here's, here's, here's what my logic was. It's birthday games because um your birthday you are born and your board gaming oh, birthday yeah. you p- start playing board games so i like that um we're talking about gateway games
1: birthday games
0: um and also we're going to talk about um gateway games slash gaming with non-gamers
1: That's yes it we says are. yes we are birthday, um, it's your birthday it's your board game birthday board game birthday episode 12 does that mean we've been at this for like 24 weeks
0: i mean that seems right
1: it does it seems right i mathed
0: uh, 12 times 2
1: although yeah. it has been a little longer since we spent some time like you know doing the whole planning thing but anyway Pre- so production anyway have, uh, birthday. happy
0: birthday america and canada and uh whatever Mex- other country also because yeah. why not because why not South
1: uh, America, I'm sure you have birthdays.
0: And also, um, today is also uh, commemorates the day that Will Smith saved us from aliens.
1: Oh, yeah. So thanks
0: that's for true. that. Thanks, Will Smith.
1: Thanks, Will Smith.
0: Uh, welcome to Earth. And then Randy Quaid uh, blowed up all the spaceships. As yeah, he did. He flew his crop duster into it and...
1: F- saved us all. So
0: th- th- that's a real thing. The crop duster, if you watch the alternate ending on the dvd or blu-ray or whatever originally he was going to stay in his crop duster and just show up to the battle in that
1: oh really and
0: then the the test audiences were like this is not believable
1: <laughs> so instead they put him in the in the fighter jet
0: yeah yeah so that's that's your uh, as you as you know every episode we do uh randy quaid trivia
1: Right, right. I actually, I know it's a real bad movie, but I actually really like Independence Day.
0: Well, I am bringing up the suggestion of us watching it um, for celebrating America's birthday. But cool, cool. let's talk about one the thing that people actually board want to hear us talk about. Board game birthday games. <laughs> no, just it's just gateway games slash oh, gaming with non-gamers. I like
1: calling it board game birthday, but whatever. Got it. So, um, I started out, I post, I post the question on our Twitter to our Twitter followers. What are there go-to games to introduce non-gamers like what gateway games are their go-to games Right And we had a couple of really good answers and actually answers that I hadn't thought of
0: Well there was one that we had that, that I was like I don't know if that one counts So but we'll put that back on there
1: Which one did you not feel like counted
0: Uh well Small World
1: but you know but the reason that
0: I had Small World that that I vetoed it originally was because of the player powers and racial powers.
1: Um, but those are expansions, I believe. Right? Well, no, no,
0: no. In the base game, it comes with like, a, a, so however many it comes with.
1: Uh, well, you know what? Honestly, I still think I could teach.
0: Oh yeah, I think my you mom could play the game. But there's definitely a lot of like, oh, I don't remember what does this icon mean. Honestly, What's I think Bivouac? you're
1: gonna find that in a lot of games. So. I feel like that's okay.
0: We should also play a game called fireworks or gunshots.
1: <laughs> funny you say that. I had a conversation about that today.
0: That's not funny. That's actually not funny.
1: Um well, it depends on what neighborhood you live in. It's right. just it's just funny you say that because I had a conversation about that very thing today. Um somebody joking that it's a great time of the year for sociopaths everywhere to use fireworks as an excuse to get rid of their annoying neighbors
0: um anyway let's talk about ticket to (laughs) ride wow
1: it was it was just a jokey it was it was a world of darkness forum so
0: Mm -mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well you know what they say if you if you play world of darkness that your life is eternal torment Okay. I have to live in a cave. I cannot see the sun. For my vampire ways will be. You
1: know, vampire is not the only game in oh, I know. the
0: darkness.
1: Just for you know of.
0: that I know. But
1: anyway, um, we were talking about some of the things that our Twitter followers said. Yep. Um. So. Small world. Small world, and their reasoning for small world was that it's easy to learn, and there's enough variance in the race and power combos that would allow even new players to have a good shot at winning. And I think that's a really good point. Yes, that's
0: true. So if you've never somehow ever played small world before um it's what i would consider to be baby's first dudes on a map game
1: oh definitely uh,
0: and i don't mean that in a condescending way when i say baby's no. first that's just you know if we're like my first donate yeah yeah um it's 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 very similar to risk but
1: but not boring but not
0: <laughs> i mean i like to call it risk but with elves even though that's not fair because it has very different mechanics. Basically, it's an area control game. You're trying to get dudes from your race onto the map, spread them out, and then retire that one and pick a different one. Um, Your older races will still stay on the map as long as they're not attacked. So you can still get points for previous rounds play, which I think is a really interesting mechanic. It is. And then there's also like a million expansions that add new races, powers, uh, map options, all kinds of cool stuff.
1: I really like Small World, and I will say I've never bought any of the expansions. Um,
0: I have every single thing that's ever been made for Small World. You
1: do. And it's not that I am against buying the expansions. I probably will eventually. I really like Small World because it it was really an easy game for me to learn, and it was one Mm -hmm. of the earlier games for me when I was introduced into non-monopoly games.
0: I've taught i've taught that game to several people you taught it to me did i teach it to you when i first
1: started playing games with you and started getting really hardcore into the board gaming Mm -hmm. hobby you taught that game well see there you go so there you go i said several
0: people and there you are
1: yep yep so (laughs) yeah so another one of our twitter twitter followers twiddle twiddle um suggested and i hadn't thought of these um said that pitch car and rhino healer he, oh my god wow, I can't rhino
0: tell, healer healer,
1: pitch car rhino
0: hero pig, <laughs> pig, pig car and rhino healer
1: pitch car and rhino hero are nice intros to dexterity games mm-hmm. and i hadn't thought of pitch car but well, it really you hate is. pitch
0: car for some reason i don't hate. i don't, pitch don't know why car. you don't like it
1: okay i've tried to explain why this? do you
0: dislike it so much
1: i don't hate hate pig.
0: pig I, why, I why do you hate god. pig car <laughs>
1: I don't hate it. The problem is it requires a lot of not getting dis- like I like to sit down and Oh yeah. And no. that's the only reason that I often veto playing pitch card it has nothing to do with the fact that it's it's a fantastic game.
0: Yeah, I I know.
1: I fully agree that it's a fantastic game. It's just a lot of times I'm super lazy and I can't be lazy when I play pitch card. Yep, yeah,
0: that's that's true. You cannot you have to actually
1: you have to get up and walk around and move and stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, you got to you gotta move.
1: Yeah, so that's the only reason that I don't play Pitch Car more. And Rhino Hero I have not played, but I've watched other people play it, and I would definitely agree that it's a great intro to Dexterity Games.
0: So I taught my six-year-old niece how to play Pitch Car. So I think I can teach a 40-year-old woman how to play it as well, and that she'll have fun. I would agree. But um, unless she hates standing up and only wants to sit down. Right, right. Pitch card does not have the one cheek rule that Crokinole has.
1: I love Crokinole. That's another great um, dexterity game that I would put in. Excuse me, that I would put into the gateway game. Well, good
0: news. I, it's on the list. It's the one that's underlined in red because autocorrect doesn't know what it is. Oh
1: yeah, Kill Doctor Lucky was also su- suggested because it's a nice twist on a more familiar game.
0: Uh, I mean, I know what that game is, but. What what game is that referring to?
1: I believe
0: it's cl- it's cl- it's Clue.
1: It's Clue, right? It's clue. I had to think a lot. Yeah. I was, yeah. And so a lot of people. We actually talked to somebody the other day that said that she really likes Clue, so that would be a good one to oh, yeah. introduce her to.
0: Yeah, Kill Doctor Lucky is it's basically Clue but in reverse. So there's there's two games. There's Save Doctor Lucky, which I have only played like once. And then there's Kill Dr. Lucky, which I've played several times Um, in Kill Dr. Lucky. You I guess it's it's more of a prequel Mm -hmm. to Clue than Clue in reverse. So you've got an old dude, um, Dr. Lucky, (laughs) and he is in a mansion and you have shown up to this dinner party or whatever the story in the game is. And you have to while he's wandering around the mansion, you have to. Get him in a room where no one else can see you and use your murder weapon.
1: Oh, okay. yeah.
0: So so
1: it is kind of clue in the opposite sort of. Yeah. yeah. So other
0: players, if you're like, oh, man, Johnny is almost in a position where she can get him killed on her turn. I better stand so that I can watch because if someone is seeing you, you're not going to do it. Right. So there's a little bit of blocking other players while mm-hmm. also simultaneously trying to put yourself in a position where you can use your weapon to kill him on your turn.
1: I That sounds really fun.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, I, I mean, I have it. We could play it sometime. Not right now though, because we're recording.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, um, here's one that was suggested that's on our list. So, a good way to jump into our list is Carcassonne. Yeah. Um,
0: and you know what my problem was with putting this on this list? Yeah. I put it on there, and I'll just tell everybody that's listening, Carcassonne I think is an amazing gateway game for tile laying games. Yes. The issue comes with scoring. I've played Carcassonne several several many times i've played a lot of other games several many times i still have no idea how to correctly score in carcassonne i mean i figure it out because i just i just look at the book but i always have to use the book to score now maybe the only game you're ever playing is carcassonne you're gonna remember that maybe it's just me but i always find like okay well we've played carcassonne everybody's played their tiles okay how the heck do we score this
1: right and I, I honestly do have a lot of trouble with scoring on Carcassonne. So I asked um, our Twitter follower, uh, Great Big Table, uh, Jim Jones. I asked him if he had any issues when playing with beginners with the scoring at the end of the game, and he said he doesn't. Um, he said that he explains it with a couple of examples and then goes from there. So um, I didn't ask, but I would assume maybe he's he's played the game enough that he's more familiar with the mm-hmm. scoring. So perhaps it's easier for him to quote go from there
0: right, right but
1: i do agree that it is a fantastic introduction to a tile laying game um
0: i just think that if that's the route that you're gonna go make sure you know don't just a lot of these games on this list i wanted to put on this list because i want to be able to put this game in box in front of someone and say here you go learn how to play this game i think carcassonne works for that up until when they get to the scoring they're gonna be like what you score, hold <laughs> right. on, this dude's laying down in the field. So he, how many does he score? Where, what's the, what is, a, when does a field end? I mean, I, me personally, I know how a field ends, but if I wasn't me, if I wasn't someone that played a lot of board games, I think I'd be a little confused about that. Um, and maybe that's just me. Uh, feel free to tweet at us and tell me that I'm an idiot or probably what's more likely is you'll just send me a Google voice message. Um, because the t- the two or three people that constantly <laughs> tell me I'm an idiot for not knowing how things work are actual friends of mine that <laughs> talk to me on Google. So, go ahead. Send me those messages about how Carcassonne is so easy that a baby can figure it out. I'm ready. Uh, let's go on to King of Tokyo.
1: Now, King of Tokyo was not one of my favorite games to play because I found it kind of boring.
0: Right. But exactly. But. You're, you find it boring because there's not enough mechanics there to yeah. keep you entertained yeah. which is exactly perfect for people that don't play a lot that's of true board games.
1: but i will say the art in the game does keep me at least not despising when somebody says hey let's play king of tokyo i'm like well i do like to look at the game
0: i will almost always play king of tokyo because i you don't it's not a game you have to take super seriously you're just that's like true. all right let's roll the dice oh i dang I didn't get any tax. Uh, Oh, well. Anyway, your turn. And it's easy.
1: And I do like dice games.
0: Yes. So
1: that one has become a favorite of my nephews. And I feel like that's a really good benchmark of if a game is a good gateway game is if kids can play it. And I've been able to teach that one to them. And then if I don't feel like continuing to play when they're like, let's play again, let's play again. They actually can set up the game and continue to play just themselves and i feel like that's a really great benchmark of a gateway game is if kids can play a game without any help Mm -hmm. so and king of tokyo i don't know how many times when i'm going to be going over to spend time with with that family i'm told i need to bring king of tokyo so that's definitely um i'd say a top 10 gateway game
0: yeah i don't know how many we have here like 13 14 uh (laughs) more than 10 so there you go we've ranked it Uh, We also put Suro on here. Uh, I guess Suro of the Sea also.
1: I think Suro of the Sea is a lot trickier.
0: Well, it's not that the rules are trickier. The the strategy is definitely different because you have the Kaijus.
1: I got to tell you, the Kaijus are like, they make me like flip the Oh, wait, we forgot to do
0: something. We forgot to do something here. If you've never played King of Tokyo, it's uh, a King of the Hill last man standing dice rolling game where you are giant Kaiju monsters like... Not Godzilla, but Godzilla, and not King Kong, but that's totally King Kong. Right. It's produced by Yellow. Anyway, yes. So Suro, Suro is.
1: It's kind know, of a tile it's game. It's sort of
0: a tile game, yeah. It's.
1: You're setting out the path for your boat, and yes. it's it's striking out into, the great world, and the base game just Suro. You're really just laying out a path and it's, it's literally a last man standing kind of game. You want to keep your path going without running into somebody else or running yourself back off the board. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's only so many places that you can place this tile. So you have to kind of strategize
1: and you have to really think ahead about which direction you're going and, and where you might accidentally cross somebody else. Cause you can't cross somebody else's path and, it's really challenging um, and it's kind of an abstract game. But again, I yeah, played this is. one with kids and they kind of, I've watched kids like make boat noises as they're moving their boat on the path and stuff.
0: Um, it's published by Calliope and uh, all right, I'm going to start a movement here. I'm going to start a movement right here on this podcast. Four three or four years ago, I heard an amazing rumor that there was going to be an anniversary edition of Surrow, super premium, high quality content components and just beautiful just lavishness okay it, it was delayed okay okay every time whether we it's origins gen con whatever i always go to the Clype booth and i'm always like hey <laughs> got any news so i talked to them at origins for you know, a while and so they've missed the 10th anniversary Right. That's not the only anniversary. There's other anniversaries. Every There's year is There's the 11th anniversary, anniversary right. of the 12th anniversary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So here's the movement that I want to start. How the,
1: about the first anniversary of the 10th anniversary? Oh,
0: yeah. Um, so what, what the guy told me was basically, you know, the factory that they were using could do everything, but this one piece. So they're like, okay, well, let's see if another factory can, Oh, uh, this factory can do everything but a different piece. So they wanted to obviously for production cost reasons, do it all at the same factory which together. totally makes sense. Yeah. Although
1: I've known other companies that literally just had to have another company make one piece for a yeah.
0: game. Sorry. My, um, my, this, I've got a sneezing cat here. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I understand why. So here's the movement that I want to start. Let's tweet at them and tell them how much we love Soro and how much you would love to buy a premium anniversary edition with high quality premium components. Now, Jondi making a face. She obviously is not in the market for this. I am.
1: I don't love Soro. I own it and play it because my husband really likes it and I have family members that really like is, it. Is he in
0: the market for a high quality? He premium? probably would be. Jeremy, are you in a market for a high-quality premium edition of
1: Surro? Would you enjoy it if you could have a really high-quality premium version of Surro? Yeah. Yes, apparently my husband is in the market for a high-quality <laughs> premium version of Surro, even if I am not. So, And I am known to buy games when he's like, can we please get this even if you don't want it?
0: Yeah, so, so. see, here, movement, movement, bullet point number two. Even if you're not into it, John D's husband might be, so <laughs> right. buy, which, buy him a coffee. Which our favorite
1: coffee sh- coffee shop now refers to him just as husband.
0: Yes, that's true. So. That's true. Uh, okay. Well, I guess, well, so the problem here is that we started on that was We didn't start on Crokinole, but we kind of did. Um, we're in the middle here of all this stuff.
1: It really doesn't matter what order no. we do, our list. Okay,
0: well then let's go to Ticket to Ride.
1: Okay, so Ticket to Ride. We'll head back to the top. You know, honestly, I think Ticket to Ride was one of the first um, non-traditional board games that I purchased in my own personal collection.
0: Do you want to hear the exact opposite story? Sure. So i had been into board gaming for a while. Ticket to Ride comes out. I pick up the back of the box. Well, I, I pick up the whole box. I pick it up. I look at the back of the box, and I just assumed that it was one of those stupid crayon train games that I know people <laughs> love, but I just I don't get. Right. So I passed on it for years until one time I was like, "Uh, maybe you know, maybe somebody's done like a video review on it, and I watched a video and nope, not a stupid train crayon game. (laughs) So Ticket to Ride is, I guess, a set collection slash set claiming
1: game. Yeah.
0: So on your turn, you'll do one of two actions: either draw cards or lay down cards to put your trains. Well, you
1: lay down. Yeah, you lay down. Yeah, you have to put the cards down to
0: put the trains. Yeah. Um, Essentially, what you're doing is you're doing very minor area control in a weird yeah, way.
1: I would I would say that. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're building a route. You're going from point A to point and B. And you're
1: stopping other people from getting the easiest path yeah. to the routes they need. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but it's a, it's a pretty
0: good games. It's a Days of Wonder, which is now part of As- the Day conglomerate.
1: <laughs> right. It was one of the very first games that I purchased in my own personal collection that was not like you know, your normal, like Parker Brothers game.
0: Right, right. Now, I, I do want to do a pros and cons here. Sure. All those things that I said were, were, con, or were pros. Yes. Now I want to say a con. If you've played a lot of games, Ticket to Ride can feel very much like it plays itself. On your turn, you already know, well, I'm going to draw two cards and then I'm going to wait. I'm going to draw two more cards and then I'm going to wait.
1: That's oh, true. Oh, I
0: finally have the thing that lets me do a thing. Okay, cool. All right. Now I draw two cards and I wait.
1: But then again, the same point that a lot of these gateway games are going to feel that way if you are a very regular gamer.
0: Well, now you say that there's some of these games on here that I'm like, yeah, I want to play Flashpoint all the time.
1: That's true. Not all of them are going to feel that way. But like Ticket to Ride, my husband's family, they I really
0: like Ticket to Ride. I really do. I do,
1: too. I, I like it a lot and I never mind playing it at all. Um, my husband's family—they like board games, but I would not refer to them as like a board game family. Right? They really liked Ticket to Ride when we first got the the, the anniversary edition. Oh, yes, yes. I immediately brought it over to play with them, and they—they they, my my father-in-law, who is like a major like train nerd, he, like he can tell you like all the train paths that ever existed in the United States. Like he loves trains he like totally geeked out about all the pieces in the anniversary edition and everybody enjoyed the game. And it's one that I would continuously bring over to play with them. So ticket to ride is a really great game to add to your collection. Even if it's not your favorite game, it's a great game to bring to the table when you have, when you're having a family gathering or when you're going to one of those cookouts and you know that there's going to be awkward, like boring time pull out Ticket to Ride and play it.
0: Now, I would also like to start a movement on this. Um, the only thing, Ticket to Ride, that I'm missing is the dice game, which is out of print. Let's start a movement to tell day either A, to reprint that, or... Well, okay, tell either A, tell day to reprint that, or B, um, one of our listeners, you should tell me your Ticket to Ride dice <laughs> game because it's the only thing that I'm missing. <laughs>
1: jared's like real um he has to have full complete sets of Well, things. and
0: also there's a there's a variant where instead of using the cards yeah you roll dice really and yeah that makes it a worse game in my opinion because there's you have no way of controlling like okay oh, i'm gonna collect all the blues yeah. i'm gonna collect okay. but i want to i still, I still want to wanna try it? it yeah and then it's also a dice game
1: yeah i love dice games yeah
0: you know what else is a dice game that's on our list
1: um, zombie dice. Yes,
0: that's exactly the one that I, could you see my cursor hovering over?
1: <laughs> well, I was looking for games that were dice games on mm-hmm. our list. So zombie dice, there's a lot of games that play pretty much just like zombie. dice. Yes,
0: zombie dice was the first to come. And then other companies were like, hey, let's make that. Well, you know, anyway, whatever. Um, it's a it's a press your luck dice game.
1: I love press your luck dice games. I really do, because they're easy, 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 easy to le- teach, easy to learn but, you know, they aren't boring, even for a regular gamer, because you've got that decision to make every single time that it's your turn.
0: I would definitely at this point say zombie dice is a filler game.
1: Oh, well, yeah,
0: because it's just you shake up a cup, roll some dice. Well, that's not how you play. Sorry. What you do is you take three dice out of a cup, roll those and then decide if you want to roll right. more dice. So but a variation
1: still. of that game and my favorite of all of the zombie dice or these little pressure like dice games oh
0: yeah the batman
1: one i really like the batman one and um it's a really great one if i'm with people that want to play like a dice game or something and i really don't feel like actually putting a lot of effort into playing a game and i'm like okay let's play let's play batman Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i can play it but i don't have to like put a lot of thought into it but everybody still has a really good time so yeah there's a lot of those there's I'm trying to think of some of them. There's zombie dice. There's a. There's
0: Martian dice. There's, there's
1: chupacabra. that. Chupacabra.
0: The um, big buck hunter. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I guess technically bears is sort of a derivative oh, of zombie I love dice. Bears,
1: but I wouldn't. Bears is a little bit different. It's yeah, press your it's, luck as well, but yeah. it's everybody goes at the same time, and it's yeah. also kind of a. It's kind of a real time like mm-hmm. ever who's quickest dice game, so. It's a dice game, but it's not quite the right. same.
0: Okay, And then we also have... Where do you want to go? Camel Up? Since we're talking about dice. Camel yeah, Up has dice.
1: Camel Up does have dice.
0: Camel Up is a...
1: <laughs> camel racing.
0: Uh, oh, and also um, Zombie Dice is from Steve Jackson games. Yes, um, yes, yes. Camel Up. I, God, I don't know how to describe Camel Up. It's a c- camel betting game?
1: So... But- <laughs> Camel Up is, it uses dice in what I felt like at the time was a really new way of using dice. And at the time, I was like, God, why didn't anybody think of doing this before? Like, I just felt like it was just really cool. And it won Game of the Year the year it came out, and Mm -hmm. it definitely deserved to win Game of the Year that year. It was just, I still have a good time playing it.
0: Well, we we, well, we played it recently. It's on my 10 by 10 Yeah. Um. It's it's published by... Originally it was published as Pegasus, but now it's Z-Man?
1: Yes, it is Z-Man, because the one I have is Z-Man Games. Okay.
0: So yeah, it was Pegasus, but now it's Z-Man, which is 2F... Two, two not 2F, Um, What is it? Was it? F to Z. Anyway, it's part of Asmodee now, so...
1: And here, this is also a good moment to take out and mention our sponsor daft concept oh
0: yeah okay, are you ready
1: yes i'm
0: ready <clears throat> hi my name is jared and just like you i've always wanted high quality board game accessories for my loving for the games that i love for my loving families <laughs> <laughs> but i thought man this sure is a terrible world that we live in where i can't get these high quality board game components for my lovings and my loving <laughs> board games Look, I said it on accident the first time, but I'm rolling with it. But but now there is introducing Daft Concepts. That's right. Now you can get all of those amazing board game accessories that you've always wanted, such as um, the
1: Camelot uh, laser pyramid. laser
0: cut py- Camelot pyramid, or
1: that can supposedly support the weight of I a large man. Do
0: not think that anyone should stand on that. Or or coming soon, <laughs> introducing Potion Explosion Exploder.
1: Because
0: that's what I call it. Uh, but okay, real talk, guys. Um, so Daft, Daft Concepts is one of our sponsor. I didn't know John D was going to do this. So uh, otherwise I would have been a little bit more prepared with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they do have a uh, Etsy store. They have an Etsy store. They have a laser cut and like birch engraved, sanded, mm-hmm. glued, um, all that fancy stuff. Uh, like a replacement pyramid for camel up and um
1: it won't fall apart if the rubber band breaks yeah because
0: it's like wooden
1: yeah it's i love it and um, i'm really glad that uh, that i own it
0: and you can get 10 percent off your your first order by using a special promo code eat chit and die 10 i don't know why it's die d-i-e but it, that's what it is um eat
1: chit and die 10
0: yes and uh you can you too can own your own amazing board game accessories for your loving
1: For your loving. (laughs) So moving on.
0: So Camel Up, it's a a game where you place bets on camels. There are dice inside of a pyramid. You shake it up. You dump out a die. The camel moves. And the camels stack on top of each other. That's why it's Camel Up. Uh, It's a pretty interesting game. So part
1: of the reason that I love Camel Up so much is I feel like it is a self balancing game
0: yes for the most part i mean except for that one orange camel that one time
1: <laughs> that poor camel i just feel rolled like, all ones I feel like that poor camel I, I somebody must have like fed him a log or like a brick or something before
0: so you could bet on the winning camels but you can also bet on losing camels
1: <laughs> we knew pretty quick that, that that the orange camel in our most recent game was definitely going to be a loser
0: but the the main mechanic of the game is that camels move as a stack or a camel unit. So you know, if the blue camel is at the bottom of a stack, but you roll the blue camel, the whole stack moves. So it's it's pretty interesting. And yeah, usually it is self balancing because a camel will end up on top of another camel, which will carry it, and then it'll leave, and then it'll catch up. And it, it's
1: it's it, hard to it, predict who who's it, gonna win. It is.
0: It is. Uh, it's so it's six sided dice, but it's just one two three one two three. So, really, it's a 2D3, but that doesn't exist. Or, I guess, a 1D3, 2. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, Camel Up, check it out. I'm I sure at some point... That, well, did, did we do a video of that? I don't think we did. I don't think we ran out of time.
1: No, but um, we'll how We'll do about, it sometime. We will definitely do yeah. a video using our Draft Concepts yes. Pyramid.
0: Yes, it'll be pretty cool.
1: Yes, it will so um yeah one
0: thing we did do that day though was we played castle panic
1: yes castle panic is such a cool game
0: fireside games
1: yes castle panic is stupid hard and i don't say i don't mean like hard as in hard to learn
0: no the rules are super simple so easy like it's just a very challenging you could give this game to your
1: grandma she could read the rules and she'd figure out how to play the game
0: Basically, it's a tower defense game. You have a castle in the center of the ring, like because the board is a ring. Uh, monsters move slowly towards the castle. You have cards that you can use to slay the monsters. You have like archers and knights and stuff. Um, but inevitably, you will not have enough actions or enough cards to kill all the monsters. They're getting in the castle. They are destroying the walls and good luck. Because and they
1: might bounce around <laughs> in there and destroy a bunch of walls.
0: You're going to panic. Yeah, it was is that why oh my god is that why it's called <gasps> that is it? that is why it's called it's castle totally Bay. <laughs>
1: Um it's it's really hard to actually win the game and you really have to work together. Yes, it's a cooperative with game. Um and you know what, I did not mean to assume that your grandma is not a gamer. Oh, she's not. But some people's grandma might be. No,
0: she's definitely not. But she plays yeah. bridge and Euchre. My Uker.
1: my husband's grandma is not a gamer, but you know what, we played Camel Up with her. It's a good game. And we play. We're, ta-
0: we're talking about Castle Panic now. Yeah,
1: we haven't played Castle Panic with her. <laughs> we played Mysterium with her. There's also she did not get it.
0: There's also a bunch of expansions for Castle Panic that add, um, like the Wizard's Tower adds magic spells that you can use. But yep. if uh, it also adds hard monsters, and if the monsters destroy the Wizard's Tower, you cannot get new spell cards.
1: Oh, Ooh. that would be hard. Yeah, it
0: is. Um, and then there's like a like a siege engine that the monsters can use. And oh, it's, yep. now the expansions just make it harder.
1: If your family is more of a sci-fi family, there is a Star Trek panic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is just, it's castle panic. It's the only, same game
0: with the Star Trek license
1: and the monsters, instead of being fantasy monsters, it's like Klingons, Klingons and, and Tribbles.
0: And um, Vulcans. I have
1: not successfully played that game. Every time I have played it, We've blown up the Enterprise, but it's really cool because the Enterprise is three D and you have mm-hmm. like fire and stuff to put it on as it as it's as it's getting blown up and it's, you know, I can I will I highly recommend both versions of the game seriously.
0: And there's also a Munchkin version, right? Um, and it. you know what? Since we're talking about well, we didn't really anyway. That's a great transition, John D. Let's talk about Munchkin.
1: <laughs> sure, let's talk about Munchkin. Let's um, do it.
0: I personally do not desire to play Munchkin. But Munchkin is a very easy game to teach. A lot of people that don't like board games like Munchkin. There are many, 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 many people that are like, oh, I don't really want to play Twilight Imperium. But yeah, I'll play Munchkin.
1: So I was against putting this on the Gateway Games list because I have tried twice to teach it to complete non-gamers. And they 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 did not get it. I tried to teach it to my brother because I thought my nephews would enjoy it. And my brother, when I was trying to teach him about like making the character and putting it, putting down, like you can only have two, you know, things for hands because right. you only have two, only hands. Have two hands. He yeah. like my brother just did not get it.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not going to say anything mean about your brother, but <laughs> I think that Munchkin's is pretty simple. He's
1: just not a gamer. Right. And um, we played the game once. With you have to
0: be a little bit of a nerd. Period. At least a little bit, yeah. yeah.
1: Now we played the game with my husband's parents, who are both nerds, and I don't think they really got the game, but they did get how to play.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. Um, a- another card game that I think that a lot of people that don't really know board games can you know, pick we didn't up pretty easily. Explaining Munchkin. Oh, uh, okay. If you're Munchkin one of the encourages you to cheat. If you're one of the like six people on the planet uh, of the like twelve billion people current population. I'm, I'm dating the episode by saying that the current population is 12 billion. So we're okay, f- that's f- all right. Future proof. It's
1: not 12 billion. No. It's
0: not 12 billion. Um, in Munchkin, you play as a human with no class until you get a class. And I wish that was my joke because it's so bad. That's f- <laughs> from the rule book. Uh, you play as a human with no class. So you fight monsters. You can...
1: You, like, kick down a door every turn. Yeah.
0: You you loot the room. You get treasure. You equip treasure as equipment. You can backstab your friends by playing cards that make them fight harder monsters. You can promise to
1: help them with a monster and then oh yeah, like, and then totally not, not help do them. Do it. Yeah, or, I've done that before. Or you can you can tell them that you'll help, but you want all the treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, what
0: I like to do, and I've only ever successfully done this trick once, was I'll help you for none of the treasure. Because you can only accept help from one person, so that's a that's a that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Oh, this guy's gonna help right, me. He doesn't right. want anything. And then, okay, let's fight the monster. Oh, I run away.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs>
0: it's really mean. Don't play but you Munchkin know with me. Munchkin,
1: and that's also from you? Steve Jackson Games. Uh, Munchkin encourages many, many Steve Jackson games um, encourage you to cheat. Mm-hmm. So. If you like backstabby type games,
0: and we didn't put, oh man, we, we really blew it. We should we should do a whole episode about backstabby games. And only <gasps> we talk totally about that should. one company.
1: Well, there's a few companies well, that do that.
0: Uh, speaking
1: of backstabby games, yep. Yeah. I know you were going to go a different direction, yeah, but are since are we're talking yeah. about Munchkin, uh, Quest oh, for I the End of uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's
0: from Upper Deck Entertainment,
1: brand new game. It's actually not out yet. If you were at Origins. You could have gotten a copy and it will be out later this month. Um, so you can look for it in stores in July. I described this and, and if you listen to one of our more recent episodes, you okay. would have heard me. Describe I want to stop
0: this. right there because I, I actually came up with this idea. It's kind of like fine. It's fine. I don't need whatever. credit for my amazing joke.
1: Whatever. Um, sorry, Jason Brenner. I know you hate hearing it described like this. But I've actually had a lot of people go, shut up, I really want to play this because I describe it this way. So um, it's like Candyland for adults with Munchkin mechanics. Now, if you haven't played Munchkin, I will just say that means that it's Candyland for adults where you get to backstab people. Um, it does not
0: play like Candyland.
1: No, it doesn't. I say Candyland because it's a rolling move and it's not linear as uh, like in Candyland where you're, you're not specifically, you know, only going one place. You have a lot of choices in quest for the antidote on where you're trying to go on the board.
0: And we're going to be doing a a video about this at some point. Um, and we have also An an interview with the designer. Yes. Yeah, so look for that in the future. I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on questing yeah. Antidote since we talked about it last episode. Yeah, and
1: we do have an interview going up yes, on our yes. YouTube. But look for this on our YouTube channel yeah. in the coming weeks.
0: And check Maybe out,
1: around the time that it launches in yeah, retail. Yeah,
0: and check out the previous episode where we talked a little bit more about it. Yeah. If that's something that interests you. Now, I've previously said every list that we make, I want to have this game on that list. Uh,
1: yep. Yep, you, you made me list I made this. you put
0: it on the the on Valentine's, the Valentine's
1: Day. Day list. And I literally said the reason it was on the list is because Jared made me put it
0: there. Yes, and that is and Louie. And don't tell me this isn't a good game for non-gamers to play. I've
1: never played and Louie.
0: Well, we'll bust it out here in a second.
1: Yeah, I've never played. I have seen videos of people playing it. It was never even on my radar until... I saw our friend Sarah post it on Instagram. They were playing the Loop and Chewy. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, "What is that?"
0: Um. Yeah. So I've L- never. Loop played and Chewy it. is a three-player variant. I with Chewbacca. It's got some problems that I won't get into. The the problems being, if if you are an expert Loop and Louis player, you you already know what the problems with Loop and Chewy. So in Loop and Louie, you are a farmer, I think, trying to protect your Is chickens it like crop from there? a. There's a drunk, crop duster, he's okay. dive bombing your chickens, for some reason.
1: Okay. okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it's sort of a dexterity game. You have these little things that you like smack to flip an arm to push the guy away. He's on a little like mechanical gimbal, and he rotates around the board and it's i honestly don't know how to describe it but
1: at some point we'll post a video uh of yeah playing it.
0: yeah we will but um it's a really good game it's obviously a children's game but you can use it as a drinking game it's, which
1: a lot of dexterity games can actually be used as drinking yeah games.
0: yeah uh hasbro publishes it but it's not on the market right now i think it was a toys R Us exclusive the last time that it was available in america loop and
1: chewy can still be found sometimes loop
0: and chewy you can still find in like a lot of clearance bins
1: yeah, but it's actually out of print as well.
0: Yes, yes. I think it
1: was just out for Um it was like I the think new Yeah, I think it was Star just Wars whenever Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that's fine, you know, we don't all need this game.
1: you think everybody needs Loop? I and do.
0: <laughs> It'll actually be in our board game library.
1: It is in our board game yes, library actually. Yes,
0: because I bought a couple of clearance copies of Loop and Louie and So
1: if you're ever lucky enough to one be somewhere there. where we are running an event, you can check out Luke
0: and Louie. Yeah. We'll have official, 100% official, legitimate Loop and Louie worldwide championship qualifier. That's not real. It's not. But I'll do it. I'll hold that.
1: He'll win. Probably.
0: Mm, I don't think I'm allowed to enter.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Um, Cash and Guns is another game that's sort of like Loop and Louie. I think that non-gamers what? can get that.
1: How is it like Loop and
0: Louie? Okay. Here's how it's like Loop and Louie. Define to me what kind of board game Cash and Guns is.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's a press your luck game. Is it a press your luck game? Yes. It's it's a social. It's experience. a social
1: experience. Press your luck game.
0: In Cash and Guns, you play as yourself, and you get a foam gun that you get to point at your friends, which is my favorite part of the game. Not safe for schools. Do not do not play this in schools. But basically the, the story is here that you have just robbed a bank or you've done a heist or something and you're some gangsters and now you got to split the loot. But you guys have had a disagreement about how to split the loot. So everybody's drawn their weapons. And, um, you know, some some of the guns are loaded, some are not loaded. And you point on, them at other places. Yes. Yes. So you point them. Someone goes three, two, one. And then if you're going to back out, if you think that whoever's pointing their foam gun, I want to re- reiterate, if this is fake is made of foam has it an is, orange tip it has an orange tip uh it is not a real gun do not point real guns at your friends even as a joke it's never not, not, it is not a do good not idea. ever it's not funny don't point a gun at someone unless you're planning on shooting them and please don't shoot anyone
1: <laughs> please don't
0: N- now that i've said that so you point your foam <laughs> fake toy pretend gun at your friends you say three two one And then you either have a bang card that means that you shot or you have a click card that means that you didn't actually have it loaded. If you are shot, you are out of the round. There is player elimination. So you can be if you're shot three times, you are out.
1: Now, normally... Everybody now. always
0: shoots me first in the first Dude. round. Everybody always, ever, every single time, they're like, playing a bullet, going to shoot at Jerry. You know he's now. not going to think that everybody's using their bullets in the first <laughs> round, and he's going to be out of the game in the first round. That's what happens. And you know what? Kenneth Spond, I'm sorry that I'm talking so fast. I know you listened to a 1.5 speed, and I'm sorry. This must be really terrible right now, <laughs> but I'm really upset about how you guys always shoot me.
1: So I would say that if we try to play it again now, all the guns would get pointed at husband.
0: Oh, yeah. They, oh, yes. Yes. They would. They definitely would, because <laughs> now we all have a vendetta against him. Against
1: husband. Except for our <laughs> friend Larry, who now is going to be pointing the guns at me. Yeah. Because well, you I know, robbed him of all his money see, in our most recent This game is Spurs. This
0: is why I don't want to play games where halfway through the game, suddenly there's a traitor mechanic. <laughs> because then it's like, you guys, we were on the same team until just now. now like, like If we play Battlestar Galactica, that's expected. Like I know that's coming. The whole point of Battlestar Galactica is is that someone's a traitor. But if it's like, dude, you have been helping me out this whole time and now you just stole all of my stuff.
1: Well, I got to say, we were playing a Wild Wild West game. It's every man for yourself <laughs> in the Wild Wild West.
0: <laughs> I was just riding a horse around.
1: Well, you were. I, I, was playing, I super lost. I was a bandit. I super lost. I <laughs> super lost
0: because all I was, I'm like the very first turn. The, look, we're talking about Spurs. The Spurs isn't even on the list. But the very first it's time not. I caught I captured a horse and then I was like, all right, well, done here. I was the cowboy. I got my horse. OK, what, what were we even talking about? We we're talking about cash and guns.
1: <laughs> wow. We got really off topic there. Um, yeah. So cash and guns. You point a fake foam gun.
0: Pretend not real.
1: And if you play with Jared, be sure to oh have everybody God. point at him in the first round Don't. and actually <laughs> use, use their their uh. their bullet card um and
0: that that's from it's asmo day now
1: it is asmo it was day like
0: repost production before but now as that's one of the very first companies that asmo day
1: um anyway it, that, yeah. that
0: is available through asmo day
1: it is and when at conventions they don't take american express so bring cash or not american express oh
0: do they not they don't oh well i always use cash at Gen con so that i can't overspend
1: Well, that was an issue I had the year. That's a good
0: plan, guys. Here's a pro tip for Gen Con. If you're on a budget, take cash. Because then you're like, oh, crap. Well, I guess I'm done buying things.
1: Yeah, good idea.
0: And then leave money in the hotel, not for the next day, but so you can pay the $300 for parking.
1: There is always that. (sighs) So, um,
0: Are we talking about Dixit now? Because that's where your cursor is? Sure. Cool.
1: I've I've never played Dixit. So you always talk about Dixit. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, it's sort of like, here's how I like to pitch it to people. It's like a family-friendly version of Cards Against Humanity, but with pictures. You're making a face.
1: It, that does not sound appealing. Okay,
0: so here's how Dixit works. You've played Mysterium, right? Yeah. You know how the cards in Mysterium have weird, funky art?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so in Dixit, you've got these cards with weird, funky art. If you're the, like, the cards are or whatever, whatever the equivalent is, you say a very short phrase like Alice in Wonderland. Don't say that. That's really terrible. That will not work. Or like a, a very short phrase or single word about what emotion or feeling you have when you look at the specific card that you're picking. You put it face down. Everybody else looks at what they have. They're like, okay, what, how can I trick other players into voting for my card? So everybody puts their cards in. They're shuffled up, flipped over. Now everyone votes on which card they think is the correct card. You get points for a correct guess. You get points if people incorrectly guess yours. So if my card oh, was the correct okay. card, your card is not the correct card, people vote on your card. As long as not everybody votes on it, you will get points for those votes.
1: Okay, that that's the best it's ever been explained to me because when it's been explained to me in the past, I gotta say it never sounded appealing.
0: It's really fun. Um, I bought a copy for my niece because we, we played my copy. like My whole family played it. And that she really, really liked it. So I was like, I'm going to get her that for her birthday.
1: I can see where this would be a super fun game yeah. to play with non-gamers. Yes.
0: Yes. It's just look at this weird trippy art card.
1: Say well, something about so it. So my husband's and family loves to play apples to apples. And I could go the rest of my life with ever, without ever playing that game mm-hmm. again. I think they'd really dig Dixit.
0: I think they probably would. It. I forget what it means. I looked it up one time in uh, Latin it means like, I don't, I don't remember what Looking it means. Looking it up right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so yeah, you just say a sentence or a short phrase or. Uh, you Latin
1: know. for he himself said it.
0: Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, like just a short little thing and then you vote. It's, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's, I think the tagline is like every, every word is a thousand pictures. I'm sure it's actually every pictures a thousand words but i think there was something weird about it but it won spiel in 2010 so i mean it's a good game it is a good game and it's uh it's published by asmoday
1: well now i feel like i need it so i can take it to a family gathering
0: yeah you should it's really good it's a really good game there's tons of expansions do
1: we have a library copy of it
0: we don't but I think maybe we should
1: one. yeah mm-hmm. maybe i will procure one
0: well, maybe possibly
1: sounds like a good yeah, plan let's
0: fix it um we also put love letter on this list because i think it's really really simple um we it should, is a really let's simple blow game. through these last couple things love letter is a hidden it's not really it's a deduction i don't know it's a game where you're trying to get your love letter to the princess but who can be trusted uh you, it's a draw one play one style game
1: real easy it's
0: really simple another draw one play one style game is flux the, there's no rules there's really. there they're all of the rules to the game are on the cards so it starts with draw one play one and then you don't
1: even have to teach it to people you, you just get the cards yeah, out and just, you start
0: playing all right draw a card read what it says do what it says so yep. if it says if it's a new rule that adds draw four the next person will draw four and the game goes until somebody has the cards in front of them that are the current win condition which changes all the time constantly yep uh, I also put Flashpoint Fire Rescue on here, which is one of my favorite games. You play as a fireman. Now, this game is more complicated than a lot of the other ones on the list, but it has a family rules variant that dumbs down a lot of it, it takes a lot of the action point allotment selection away.
1: And honestly, I don't, think, I don't think it's out. a hard game to win. It is. But it is not a hard game to learn how to play.
0: It is not. Um, and then we also, uh, the last one that's on here is Sushi Go, which is a really great introduction to draft mechanics.
1: I hate Sushi Go.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: But I recently, we all played Sushi Go Party. Yes,
0: it's, it's a better version. Loved it. It's a better version.
1: So skip Sushi Go. Just get Sushi Go Party. It's a better version.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know about that, but I agree. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean. I agree
0: yeah uh so you, can we have? Yeah, you can still play regular sushi go with sushi go
1: party so just get it
0: i want to talk about the most amazing kickstarter experience of my entire life so tsr like as in the tsr as in the company that owns gary gygax's likeness and image
1: explain who those people are to any of our non-gamer people so
0: tsr lives. is the company that is responsible for dungeons and dragons i know wizards of the coast owns it now they acquired it around the time of third edition but TSR is the company that is responsible for the entirety, the existence of Dungeons and Dragons.
1: And Gary Gygax Gary is the guy Dungeons that invented
0: it. Yes. Yeah. Along with like Dave Arneson. And, you know, anyway, Gary Gygax is the father of Dungeons and Dragons. He He's made a the game father called of Chain modern gaming. He, Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Um, they're running a Kickstarter for a new role playing game. I know we don't talk a lot about role playing games, even though we both play role-playing didn't even games. know
1: TSR still existed. I did
0: not know they still existed. You're right. Um, They have a game coming out called Top Secret New World Order. It's an espionage role-playing game. It's a tabletop RPG by Merle Rasmussen. Rasmussen. Um, And he had previously created the first espionage role-playing game in 1980. So basically your pledge level gets you... Uh, the core rule book a dungeon master screen some dice some character sheets some standees i mean you get a bunch of a lot of
1: stuff you get get. a bunch
0: of stuff yeah there's also a pdf only level which i guess if you aren't really sure how you want
1: real talk here i run as i've mentioned before i run world of darkness and world of darkness only does pdf nowadays yes i hate running games straight from PDF. I like having a physical book. It's so much easier to look stuff up in physical books. So if you're going to back this, back it and get the physical books. Yeah, you might as well. Do I it. mean,
0: here's what I, here's what I want you to do. Imagine for a second, it's 1980. Your friends are telling you all about this new game called Dungeons and Dragons. Don't look up that timeline. It's correct. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, yeah. it is. It is. Okay. Um, I second guessed myself, I was like, wait, did D&D come out? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Um, and instead you're like in an alternate reality that's not this one, where Dungeons and Dragons is about Russian spies. Instead of Dungeons and Dragons, it's about Russian spies. I
1: feel like in 1980 people might have freaked out even more than they did. Yeah. About like right? people thought Dungeons and Dragons was bad enough. Right?
0: We're talking like middle Cold War Red Scare role playing game about being feel a Russian like- spy.
1: Um, Russia never stopped fighting like having the cold war. Look, but I'm not did. trying to get into a political. <laughs> I mean, now it makes me want to play this game like yeah. real bad.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the pledge level there's a basic one where you just get, um, I mean, you just get some PDFs. The main pledge level though is the like core rulebook starter set that comes with the rulebook, the GM screen, which is called the administrator. Instead of the like dungeon master. Well, that makes sense. I um, mean,
1: what's the what's the cost on the on the? It's fifty. Oh god, that's really it's good. really cheap.
0: You get four player mats. You get eight vehicle sheets, twenty character sheets, forty tokens. You get a full set of dice, um, and you get the like the first module. There's also a, like a advanced pledge that's higher. You get um, like some old minis that they found in a dumpster. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's miniatures, pewter miniatures from the old game. That's the one that I'm backing. It's sold out right now, but you never know. Somebody might back out. Uh, there's also a $100 level where you get like, you get everything that's in the starter set. You also get gold foil stamped cover for the book. And, um, like a, a little pin badge, um, of the like of the game, like oh, okay. a, like a, to identify you as a secret agent or whatever. Oh, yeah. So it seems pretty cool. Um,
1: it does sound pretty I'll cool.
0: Probably never actually get around to playing it, but
1: but you're real excited um, about I it. I am
0: anyway. really excited about it.
1: It sounds really fun. Like if you did actually play it, I'd play it with
0: you. Yeah, and then you had a Kickstarter here, Kingdoms of what is this? Urden?
1: Kingdoms of mm Hmm. Um. Yeah. So this got on my radar because uh, the creator was he was basically spamming it on facebook
0: (laughs) it got on my radar because it's eight dollars
1: yeah the dude was like it's his first kickstarter um and he was hardcore spamming it um
0: it's it's a really cheap
1: But it is, and you know, I've watched a couple of, I've watched well, the only couple, the only reviews that there are of it so far. But the reviews are good for an eight dollar game.
0: Well, now okay, I do wanna, I do wanna say it's not an eight dollar game. That was one of the early bird pledge levels. Well, that's true. So um, probably at this point, it's back to the twelve
1: dollar. There are
0: I think is the four. Well, right, but the problem is that those were limited. Like,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll so expire. There's they only like a few left. Hours. It's $10. Mm. Um, okay,
0: yeah, so that's not bad.
1: It's $10 to just get the game. Um, shipping is included anywhere in the USA. So I believe The art's shipping, really cool. The art is really nice.
0: It's kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll put links to both of the Kickstarters. Yeah. So you guys can check them out.
1: Yeah, it's a real simple game. Um, Maybe even what you might consider a gateway game.
0: It is possible.
1: So definitely worth checking out, especially for, for a $10 game. Yeah. I mean, check it out. There's a, He's got the PDF of the rules on here, so you can read all the rules. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. I'm probably going to back the project.
0: I, I did. I, I did it at one of the early bird yeah. levels. Um, I figure I can always... Um I can always cancel it but for eight dollars guys and I, I really think he's gonna make
1: the goal like he's pretty close to it now yes
0: it's it's almost um, funded it's almost oh, there
1: look at that I just backed the goal I just backed it so um we're both backing the yeah. project
0: yeah so you know check him out check him out in the uh, episode links and notes area uh, and uh, we'll have we'll have some information there for you to check both of those out
1: yeah yeah
0: now. I know a lot of you were disappointed. I got a lot of really angry emails and tweets about last week's episode. How there wasn't a recipe. Well, guess what?
1: You did not. No,
0: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Well, guess what? There's not an episode recipe this time either. No, he there is. He is. so full of crap. There is. There is. Um, uh, uh, what? Like two, three months ago. Well, maybe not that long it
1: ago. It hasn't been that long ago. About <laughs> a month and a half ago.
0: A-, a little while ago, we held a contest uh, on Twitter. To name your favorite burger recipe and we will be having those burgers at our fourth of july cook off
1: cook off cook off cook out
0: and uh so you know feel free to check our instagrams and our youtubes and our facebook's uh, we'll have some some great video and images of the of the burger yeah, but anyway we'll, we'll
1: post a video of me making the the interesting burger and of us trying it, we
0: have not actually talked about anything about. Okay, so here's what's happening. Let's start this over. A, a little while ago, we had a contest for you guys to tell us an your amazing, favorite burger, an recipe. amazing burger recipe. We're gonna we're gonna cook it. We're gonna take pictures of it. It's gonna be also our featured recipe of this episode. Yes. So it's it's a ramen burger.
1: Yes, a ramen burger. So
0: it's a hamburger. Now we we found the recipe here. Um, it's, it's got some soy sauce in it.
1: The, the hamburger put a little Asian, patty itself has a little bit, it's seasoned with soy sauce and sesame put a little oil. bit of
0: an Asian zing in, mm-hmm. the, in the actual hamburger itself.
1: If you don't dislike eggs, um, it does have a fried egg on it, although Jared's will uh, not because will not. he does not like eggs. Nope,
0: nope, I do not like eggs.
1: Um, you, uh, you use lettuce or, um, instead of lettuce, spinach.
0: But here's here's the real kicker. Yes. Here's the kicker. Instead of a bun...
1: Instant ramen.
0: <laughs> you use you use ramen. Yeah. Now, it's not just pull the brick out of the package. No, because I mean, you, you... a lot
1: of people think that when I've told them, yeah. and I know that would be... You
0: boil it, you shape it, and um, I guess you use egg whites to keep it stuck together.
1: Yeah, you use an egg, and you, you, know, you boil the ramen, and then you use an egg, and... Surely
0: not the whole egg, though. Surely just the egg white as an emulsifier.
1: I am looking.
0: Anyway, we're going to have... We'll have that episode... Oh, uh, recipe
1: link. Yeah. We will have the <laughs> recipe link. I'm really excited about it because I've actually read a bunch of reviews about this. It's been served in a couple of like five-star restaurants.
0: Oh cool. How many Michelin stars does d- does Jeremy's Grill have?
1: Um well, it uh, his Michelin... Uh, two. Two. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him two. My husband makes really good burgers though. So, but I'm the one making the buns. Mhm. So, um... so
0: yeah. So two, two things here. Number one, we will have the recipe posted on our website. And number two, we're going to have some video and some pictures on Instagram, probably Facebook. Facebook. And,
1: and then we'll, we'll share those on Twitter. Yes,
0: we'll tweet that out.
1: Yeah. Of us uh, making it and also seeing how what we think of a ramen burger.
0: Yes, yes. Because our YouTube is more for video reviews and...
1: Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Daniel K yes um in canada yes she was the winner of the contest that sent this recipe idea to us yes and
0: her prize was a copy of burger Burger up up. with the expansion very hard to find these days i think it's out of print again
1: it's back well is it out of print again i
0: don't know our
1: local game store has copies of it no it's it's gone i saw three copies yesterday no way yeah
0: that's when I was in there this seem weekend. Right. Not
1: yesterday. This weekend. Anyway. But anyway, it's it's uh, the game sells very quickly because it's on my 10x10. 10 10. That's, a...
0: that's not why it sells
1: quickly. It sells very quickly. It two sells two very sentences. quickly because it's on my 10x10. It's <laughs> a really great game. Um, I put it on my 10x10 10 10 because it's a really great game. The yeah. people I taught it to, like I when I was in Salt Lake, loved it. I really thought Could it was fun. not get it at the time.
0: We played it at the coffee shop and I really liked it.
1: Yeah, it's a fun game.
0: Um, So yeah, we're going to have.
1: We're going to have ramen burgers. Yes. So, and then I just wanted to add a little, uh,
0: is this the misc news? Yeah. We're we going the to miss news? news. Okay. Okay. Before you do this, yeah. John D has, will not shut up about this. Because She's been constantly talking weird. about this and I don't understand. I keep being like, John D, why do you want to buy that? You're never going to play that. You're, th- there's a 0% chance it. that you don't even want that
1: i do and i am. tell them what it
0: is tell them what you this thing that you have to have that you can't live without or your life is incomplete
1: okay if you are involved in the board gaming Uh, hobby at all you've noticed this really odd phenomenon that's been going on for like the last week that is monopoly gamer like people are pooping their pants over this game it's (laughs) it's like so weird Every other post I'm seeing from other board gamers is about Monopoly Gamer. I've watched It's
0: Monopoly.
1: No, it's not. I have watched two different video reviews of it. I've watched I've read reviews oh, of it. It boy. is not Monopoly. I've it's seen Monopoly. people say they hate Monopoly. Uh-huh. They love this game. Okay. It's not Monopoly.
0: How does it how, what's it different about it?
1: So, this game has it a lot of people are comparing it to Mario Kart. Okay, it,
0: you can't just in the sentence there. You can't just stop. How is it different from Monopoly? Well, a lot of people say it's like Mario Kart. Oh, <laughs>
1: okay, but what? Okay, so the game has, like, it has bosses that Mario, that you have to fight. It's got, so it has boss battles and it has power-ups. And I'm, from what I can tell, I'm, oh my gosh, I can't type anything today. Yeah. Everybody is saying that it is nothing like actual Monopoly.
0: Okay. <sighs> I'm
1: actually looking up a the because I'm having trouble describing why it is not like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. So, Board Game Geek says it is. It's Monopoly with the, the Nintendo twist. Joins forces with um, the Nintendo characters it gives you the game features super mario character characters each with their own special powers within gameplay play as mario princess peach yoshi or donkey kong or if you get the collector's edition you can also play as bowser
0: you can be bowser
1: yeah so you finish the game by defeating bowser at the end of the game and it's not about money in this game
0: it's about coins
1: players earn points by buying properties collecting coins and beating bosses and the player at the highest score at the end of the game wins there's legendary boss battles there's power-up die activities with special abilities coins completely replace monopoly money and you can buy power-up packs
0: i'm still not convinced
1: i'm convinced enough because there's been enough hype about it that i want to try it
0: all right well I guess, I guess that's where we're gonna end it then. Um, John D is gonna buy Monopoly, and she's gonna make us all play it, and then we'll let you know what we think of it. Yep. Maybe Uh, it'll
1: be our first review.
0: I at least a written one. It won't be because a written maybe, written, written, written possibly, but spoilers out there. Uh, There's there's video reviews coming soon. Yeah. Just a couple, you know. Just anyway. Bye bye, everybody. Say the thing, Johnny.
1: Oh, right. Until next time, you can eat chit and dice.
0: <laughs> eat Chit and Dice is a production of Swin Media and is distributed under a creative commons license attribution non-commercial share alike 4.0 international you just stared at me blankly like like okay he said bye what do we do now it's
1: because i'm super out of it and i'm tired and i just want to go back to bed
0: well okay well you just kind of looked at me like i he, did. like i had just said something in japanese well, i was
1: trying to be quiet so that i didn't say anything really dumb before you stopped recording, because I always do, and then you play it and you put it in the episode.
0: Yep, I sure do. Just yep, like this.
1: Yep, totally.
0: <laughs> All right. S- see. Bye.